Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. The NFL has officially agreed with the NFL Players Association to suspend Deshaun Watson for 11 games and fine him $5 million. Was the punishment enough? We'll discuss, and then that leads us into the best revenge games on the NFL calendar. We have Baker Mayfield against the Browns. We have Deshaun Watson against the Houston Texans, and we have Russell Wilson against the Seahawks. Which of those is the most spicy? And then finally, the NFL's Week 2 preseason slate does kick off tonight. What games are you looking for this weekend? All of that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll, baby. (laughs) You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Football fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, Locked On Titans, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. We have my uh, noble co-host here, Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Make sure you check out our shows, check out our Twitter accounts for that individualized coverage. But today we are talking national NFL storylines, and there's no bigger story in the NFL right now than Deshaun Watson. So yep. we're going to dive into that. Before we do, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do. Stream free and available on all platforms, including the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Subscribe there as well. Smash the notification bell and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. I'm trying to get like a million likes on this video. What do you think, mm. Alex? I think we can do it. But Let's dive right into this Deshaun Watson situation just to lay out the facts as I like to do. The NFL and the NFL Players Association basically negotiated what Deshaun Watson's new punishment would be after the NFL just completely overruled the previous punishment of six games. And where they landed was 11 games suspended for Watson, a $5 million fine. That means Watson would not come back until week 13, including the Browns bye week, where they would face the Houston Texans in Houston for Watson's first game. Now we're going to talk about revenge games that are spicy later in the show, but for right now, do want to just mention a few things. Uh, Deshaun Watson does have to do mandatory mental health counseling. The NFL and the Browns are both donating a million dollars to sexual assault prevention. And all that sounds good, but when you look at what Watson had to say afterwards, Watson defended his innocence, uh, said that he never assaulted or disrespected anybody, which is strange because last week he expressed remorse and said he was sorry for anything that he's done. Deshaun Watson's agent said that he's been innocent, a sexual assault, nothing's changed. He's remorseful. The decisions that he made created a situation that hurt people, and he's not talking about the the women involved in the situation. And his lawyer did say, uh, or his agent did say, that the settlement allows him to move forward with his life and his career. Alex, he ended up settling uh, in in court for money with these ladies after saying he wouldn't do that. 
He acted like he was sorry last week and then came out this week and said that he wasn't, you know, sorry or he didn't do anything wrong. I guess now that we kind of have some finality to this situation, what's your thought on on kind of how all this played out or what bigger thoughts do you have on the matter? I mean, why would he change his story now? It seems like a fool's errand if he's telling the truth or not. Uh, you know, regardless of what's happened, because this is a football show, um, I, I'm looking at this from a Cleveland Browns perspective, like the sinister nature of his contract, where he's mm-hmm. only getting paid a base salary of $690,000 this year. So they knew during these negotiations that something like this was probably going to happen. So they did a solid for a top five quarterback, most likely, if none of this was happening. They're like, you know what? We know that you don't want to be a Cleveland Brown. We understand. But what we're going to do is we're going to make you want to be a Cleveland Brown. And not only are we going to give you $230 million guaranteed in your contract, but also we're going to protect you as such contractually to where if you do get suspended for the majority of one year or so, you're not going to be finding it in your wallet with this contract. $46 million base salary, 2023 to 2026, only 690K in 2022. So whatever side of the coin you're looking at, it's it's genius business. You know, it's it's genius business yeah. set up yeah. by Cleveland, which it is. It's still very sinister because they knew to get Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, they would have to do something exactly like this. And when it comes down to it, Tyler, like, I, because I don't like to talk about, like, I think that he shouldn't be able to play for a long time. But this isn't a political show. This isn't a social show. This is a football show. Cleveland is going to come out looking like geniuses starting in 2023. And that's the thing that's unfair to a lot of people. But that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great example of life isn't always fair. Um, You know, because Watson, if he gets out there, He's going to be, you know, a top 10 quarterback again. The guy's just so talented, so there's no way around that. I I think it just it just feels weird the language that was used in the initial ruling, predatory, all this and everybody kind of agrees on that, but Watson acts like nothing was was wrong. I I think all of it's just very murky and I I kind of agree with your sentiments on what I hoped would have happened just from a moral standpoint, but this is a football show and speaking of the football, I think we passed the threshold of, of how this can affect the Browns' season. I think if it was eight games or less, because the Browns have maybe the easiest first six games in the NFL this year based on strength of schedule. Um, so I think if this was eight games and the Browns could tread water early, you get Watson back for the last nine games of the year, the Browns still have a chance. I think with them missing 11 games and rolling with Jacoby Brissett, for that first, you know, 12 weeks of the season before Watson can play. I think that might put the Browns behind the eight ball in a division that has an improved Steelers team with a better quarterback. The Bengals obviously are great, and the Ravens should be healthier and better this year. So from a foot, I agree with your your sentiments on it. We don't, you know, obviously I agree with you. This this is a football show, so we don't want to dwell too long on that. But from the football standpoint, I think that Watson is now going to be out enough games where I don't see the Browns as a playoff team. Do you no, think that's well, enough? No, no, of course. And Joey, Joey Brissett, Joshua Dodds, and Josh Rosen. Yuck. You know, I yeah. mean, at this point, like, Amari Cooper's almost 30, okay? They don't have good skill position. Play. Like, that thing is now gone. Kareem Hunt wants a new contract. Right. 
He wants out. This could very well look like Deshaun Watson alone in Cleveland in two years. Like, Nick Chubb is going to want money. Is mm-hmm. Like, they gave him a baby contract extension, I think. Like, mm-hmm. he's go- like he's in that scary time where it's like, is he going to be able to withstand the rigors of his season and getting the ball as much as he does? Like, the offensive line's fine. The defense is fine. But remember, Houston gets their 2023 first-round pick. So it's not like if they win four games this year that that's going to yeah. benefit them in the long run. They went all in. So you know what? We're going to give you more money than anybody. We're going to make it all guaranteed and come what may. It's genius for 2023 for Cleveland, but we have no idea what it's going to look like as an organization in an organization that's never gotten it right ever in the history of football. So it'll be super fun to watch. Dumpster fire if they get good. It's going to be fun to watch from a football perspective. Regardless. Well, in, in their recent history, the Browns won a bunch of championships in the 50s and all that, whatever. But since Jim Brown we've been walking alive, through that door. Yeah. <laughs> no, he sure is not. Yeah. I mean, I think the Browns are in a spot where they may even consider a trade for Jimmy G, maybe a trade for yeah. uh, uh, an Andy Dalton if Jameis Winston stays healthy, you know, somebody like that to stem the tide. Jacoby Brissett's an okay backup, but I don't think he's going to be able to keep you afloat for 11 games. But that's going to do it for our conversation about Watson. I also do want to mention, you talk about Nick Chubb. The Browns are an analytic-focused organization. Are they going to pay a running back? I don't know. So I I totally agree with you that the Browns could have Deshaun Watson and only Deshaun Watson here in a couple of years. But let's move into some of these revenge games. And Watson's first game that he will play will be in Houston against his former team, the Texans. That is quite spicy. There are some other revenge games that we look forward to as well. We will discuss before we get into them, though. Do want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn. So, uh, um, Locked On is in a partnership now. Bet Online, I just love them so much. Check them out too, but... Locked On is in a partnership now with LinkedIn who have been just a force in the business space for quite some time. And as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and it'll spread the word for you that you're hiring so your network can find people that you want to hire. Simple tools like screening questions. It makes it easy to focus on the candidates that have the right skills and experience that you prioritize. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs the number one site in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Locked on NFL Thursday, Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals, Tyler Rowland, locked on Titans, follow him at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, follow me at Clancy's Corner as Tyler removes the overlay of LinkedIn. Um, really Always, quick, man. before we get into the uh, before we get into the the um, 
you know, these incredible matchups with former quarterbacks playing their playing their current, you know, playing their past teams. Um, really quick, Garrett asked, do you think the Browns upper management um, is already writing the season off? No, because they need to have the right ecosystem for the future. So if they're like, it's because they don't have their picks in 2023 and 2024, there is nothing stopping them from trading late round picks for players at this point. Like they're going to have to completely scrap the, we're going to build up with young talent. They've got plenty of young talent on the offensive line. They've already paid both lines. I mean, Wyatt Teller, um, uh, Miles Garrett's going to be there forever. They've got Denzel Ward. They've got, um, they've got the kid out of Michigan, like the safety out of Michigan. Like they're, they're, they're not, they can't afford to write anything off. So they're going to try and win again, because that pick isn't theirs in 2023. So it doesn't really matter. Right. So there's a couple matchups in 2022 with quarterbacks playing their former team. Okay. There's three. There's one that I think is the home run. No do to boot it. As my dad says, um, uh, just incredible matchup. And it starts right away. So Baker Mayfield is playing the Browns. I think that's at home mm-hmm. in Carolina. In yeah, it's in Carolina. One. Okay. Yep. Week one. Then Deshaun Watson, as Tyler mentioned, highlighted briefly, uh, last segment, Deshaun Watson's first game as the Cleveland Brown will be in Texas at Houston week Ooh. 13. And then Russell Wilson goes to Seattle in week one, Monday night football. I mean, I'm just going to take it here. It's, it's Russ in Seattle. Uh, the only reason why it's Russ in Seattle as the most, because like they love Russell Wilson. It doesn't matter. This is going to be like, a huge hug from from the link or whatever they call it now up there in the Pacific Northwest. Everybody will give him a rave because what he did was he gave them surprise fame for like four years. Nobody expected Russell. Come on, stop it. Nobody right, expected right. Russell Wilson to be this. when they, they wouldn't have brought in Matt Flynn and gave him $20 million. They right. drafted him in, in the middle of the round. He came in. He Ben Roethlisberger'd it with Marshawn Lynch and the best – defense that we've seen in the last decade and won mm-hmm. super and won a super bowl and was a bad play call away from winning two you know like so i yeah. think it's going to be those popcorn tv even though there's going to be a lot fewer booze because there ain't going to be any booze everybody loves russell wilson and his gooberish nature right right well right? as always We're i'm going to disagree yeah yep yep I think I think that, and it's funny that we started talking about Watson, but that's the one that neither of us are picking because I'm going with Baker Mayfield against the Browns, and it's for multiple reasons. One, Baker Mayfield got the Browns their first playoff win in all eternity. You know what I mean? Like, it had been forever before the Browns had gotten a playoff win, and Baker Mayfield got that done, and everybody was behind him, even his immaturity, or I know that you're a big fan of his leadership, whatever you want to call it, his bravado. You know, you could get behind that if you're a fan. And then for him to go out and produce and win the playoff game, for them to immediately jettison him for this Deshaun Watson situation, which we just said could turn into a a disaster with how much they paid Watson and how their team is set up right now. The roster around Watson could quickly deteriorate. I think that if Baker Mayfield comes out, so it's not only the way they did Baker, But what they replaced Baker with, if Baker Mayfield comes out there and whoops the Cleveland Browns in week one, I think that'll be the big, that is what the newspapers will be leading with. 
on Monday morning. That's what every no show Deshaun will be Watson there. about. It's not. It, but, but the Deshaun Watson factor is, oh, not only did you get rid of this guy who finally gave you a little taste of success, but you replaced him with what some people view as a pariah. So all of that together, Watson being out 11 games, what they did to Baker, and then Baker coming in week one and putting it on the Browns, I think that has the most intrigue. That's the spiciest one. And I can't lie to you. I, I'm hoping that we uh, we see Baker Mayfield go nuts on the Browns in week one and we get one of those college-level celebrations, baby, from Baker. That's what I'm hoping to see. You're just a very simple man. You, just, you have simple pleasures, and there's really no sort of nuance necessary. It's old team, beat old team, bingo, bango, bongo. Okay, cool. That's fine. And it's also going to be like, man, they probably shouldn't have traded him with knowing what's coming down the pike. I know he would have been an expensive. Yes. Like, I, I get all that. Um, Browns fans are going to be in a tizzy if that happens. Man, it's going to be great. Oh, oh yeah. They're, they're going to be calling for heads to roll. Now, there, there yes. is something that needs to be mentioned is like the amount of booze that will rain down on Deshaun Watson in Houston week 13. Week 13 in Houston. Yep. Still registered on the Richter scale. And it's yes. not because... For those that aren't in California, that's what engages earthquakes. Like the, um, it's not because solely because of the terrible things that he allegedly didn't do or did do. I I don't know, but the uh, terrible things that he allegedly did. Okay, it's not just because of that. It's also because he quit on the team before that. Yeah, like You're and he wrong. wanted out probably knowing something was coming. And they're like, you know what? No, we're not going to trade you. So he sat out last year and they had him on the payroll. Mm -hmm. And like bringing in the new coach to Houston and then having to fire him because Deshaun Watson didn't play. And what we saw from Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks and that defense, like that team was so much better than what people thought they were going to be when the season started. They didn't win a whole bunch of games, but – he quit on that team before everybody knew why he quit on that team. Okay? Right. And right. that's something that rings true more painfully to fans. Maybe not more. It like that is a sector of why the booing will commence. Yep. You're but not wrong. And well, I just want to say be, before we we go into the final segment of the day and, and maybe the most important ad read in the history uh, of the network. I just want to, do you think the NFL having Deshaun Watson come back and play in his first game in Houston against the Texans, do you think that that's unacceptable ignorance? Or do you think, at worst, that's a maniacal setup? I mean, do you think the NFL... Is like like in the NFL offices right now. Do you think that they're high fiving each other? That they set up a Watson's first game back at Houston? Like that that is drama. That is gonna get people. Pay- do you think the NFL? That's just the way that worked out, or do you think that they're kind of giving each other knucks? Like, hey, that's gonna be a a, a popular game. Oh, I mean, listen. Okay, <laughs> so so I thought about this, and because I was looking at their schedule, I'm like their schedule is. Super easy. Like they've got a couple couple tough games, but is Pitt- mm-hmm. Pittsburgh a tough game? Not like Especially what it was. In division. Okay. Yeah. Like in the, but like they play the Bills. You know, they play the Patriots, I think, but it's like they don't have a murderer's row schedule this year. No. And no. the difficult teams they play 
are during the suspension. So it's not like they waited, did 10 games, and then it was the Bills that he came back to. So they didn't do it as an unfair advantage, but you better believe that this was on purpose, in my yep. opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's and, where and I like, lead to. It's too coincidental. Yes. Like, it's too – and listen, it's just – the NFL is too smart. They're too smart because this yep. was going to be the marquee game on each, each other's schedules regardless. Right. Adding this, adding the suspension, be like, oh, no, he's going to miss the Texans game. You yep. bite your tongue, Missy. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, he's locked on Titans. I'm locked on Cardinals. We make up Locked on NFL Thursday. Thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day. However you play, get the latest NFL fantasy draft tips from Locked on Fantasy Football and Locked on Dynasty. Plus, starting Monday, August 22nd, we're bringing you daily top 10 lists for fantasy draft week. Locked on Fantasy Football and Locked on Dynasty, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up next, we've got football tonight through Sunday, preseason, week two. It's starting to get warmer. I mean, we're like 23 days or 20, like, football's here. We did it, yo. We did it. It's It's here. We're going to break down the game that we want to see most um, on on this week's slate next uh, here on Locked On NFL Thursday. First, as, like, I'm going to get serious here for a second. Like, people don't see it. Like, I was actually talking to Ross Jackson about this. I'm like, how do I pivot It's something that's super important? He's like, just tell them that we're going to talk about something serious. So we're going to talk about something serious here. Um, driving drunk is dumb. Okay. Um, so say you're hanging out with some friends and a couple and you're like, I could get a ride home, but you know, I'm a good driver. And like, like what's the worst that could happen? I don't need to call for a ride. I don't need to call for a ride. I can make it home. No big deal. Uh, what are the odds you get pulled over anyways? And even so what's seriously, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. Uh, you total your car. Maybe even kill you somebody. You lose your life. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows about the risk of drunk driving. Okay, the results are tragic and often deadly. I mean, living in Arizona, like wrong way drivers, drunk drivers on the freeway happens all too mm-hmm. often. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence, and that's the problem. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. They're that's the job for this specific thing. So if you think you're okay after a few drinks, think again, plan ahead, get a ride, call an Uber, do something. Don't drink and drive. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Well, folks, We've arrived to our final segment of the show. We talked about Deshaun Watson's suspension. We talked about some of the revenge games with quarterbacks. Now, just want to quickly dive into the preseason slate. We got preseason week two, uh, real week two, if you want to ex-nay the Hall of Fame game, which me and Alex kind of agree it should just be totally revamped or gotten rid of completely. But either way, we're into week two, and there are some games that I think you're kind of interesting to watch and things that I'm going to be keeping my eye on. And uh, I'll dive right in. For me, I'm looking at the New York Giants against the Cincinnati Bengals because there's some whispers coming out of New York that Tyrod, Tyrod, whatever, Taylor 
may be getting some first-team reps. And Daniel Jones has not been very impressive in camp, and it's led the coaching staff to maybe consider putting Taylor out there as the first-team quarterback. I hope that that happens in that game. I think it would be very interesting. And, I mean, at that point, you you would just have to... It, it'd be about the end of... I think if you... Not if you give... Tyrod, well, yeah, I'm going to go with it. If you give Tyrod Taylor first-team snaps over Daniel Jones at any point in time, in practice, in preseason, that's the end of Daniel Jones in New York. He's never going to be anything with the Giants. And we're two people who kind of believe in his talent. But if they do that, to me, that's just such a sign of of, of a lack of confidence in Daniel Jones. If, if Tyrod Taylor... Gets first-team reps in that game. I'm going to be watching for that. That's the end of Daniel Jones in New York, and I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that. Is there any game that kind of sticks out to you or any couple of games that that you might find interesting? Yeah, I mean, we're not just going to gloss over that. I mean, are we just going to – we're just going to gloss over what you just said? I mean, here's the thing. Tyrod Taylor got Wally pipped by the team doctor of the Chargers. You know, and Justin right, Herbert right, is, crazy. has been the byproduct. Like, insane. Mm-hmm. You know, collapsed lung. Terrible, 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 terrible. Um. Tyrod Taylor has limitations. Yes. Okay. His day-to-day floor is probably higher than Daniel Jones's. But Daniel Jones has shown he's shown what like the I you know I call him the oh my god moments. We've seen some. Okay, we haven't seen a bunch. We've seen some where it's like like it's kind of started out with like with Eli Manning where it's like Eli Manning just led game-winning drives out of nowhere. They had no right. business winning. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't pretty. And it just happened. Like, and Daniel Jones just obviously hasn't taken that step that Eli Manning did. Tyron Taylor, his floor is higher and stronger. He can probably run an offense tighter. Okay. Saquon Barkley would probably love him more. But if you're going to maximize Kenny Galladay, Kadarius, Tony, like if you're going to maximize the talent you have, Tyron Taylor is not going to be able to do it as potently as Daniel Jones when Daniel Jones is able to execute. And I know that's super right. backhanded, but I, I agree. Like, if they start 0-2 and Ty- Tyron Taylor is a starter, Daniel, it's going to be tough for Daniel Jones to get that reign back. It is. Yeah, okay. no, it, it's, there's over. A couple games, it's over for sure. There's a couple games, and this is super team-centric. Um, number one, whenever I see Cowboys, I'm enthralled. I'm riveted. And they just so happen to be playing the, the Chargers, uh, what mm-hmm. is it, on uh, Saturday night. Like, yep. the Chargers are going to be one of the popcorn teams to watch. It's like Kansas City and yes. them now, or just they're in the same division. I wouldn't put Denver there yet, like, Kansas City and the Chargers are just popcorn, blockbuster, Transformers, Mission Impossible TV to yep. watch. You know? Yeah. So I'm, it's a Michael Bay had, movie. Yeah, right. They had 21 penalties, the Cowboys did, in their first preseason game. People are questioning okay. Mike McCarthy's ability to lead an organization. Uh, They're duh. questioning if Dak's the guy. They're wondering, like, I don't understand why they don't give the ball to Zeke, Zeke Elliott 30 times again. Like, go back right. to running the ball and playing defense. It doesn't matter if you don't have 48 receivers anymore. Okay. So that's one. The second one, anytime I see Packers, I'm like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers already chirping, baby. We haven't even gotten to the regular season yet. Maybe he's right. wondering, oh, man, I took $50 million and had to get rid of my favorite receiver for it. Maybe this yeah. wasn't worth it. So <laughs> with Christian Watson coming back, I don't know if he's going to play. You can check out Peter Bukowski, Locked on Packers, to, to get in all the insight with that. Saints, mm-hmm. uh, Saints-Packers, sign me up, baby. I don't think Aaron, yeah. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers maybe see a couple series, if that. but. He has nobody to throw to, Tyler. 
Like, yeah, I he mean, doesn't have you can glorify whatever you want. Aaron Jones and Romeo Dubs 35 times, but like, yeah, dude, he's in for a rude, rude awakening. And all the Packers fans, and I know I'm going long here, all the Packers fans that are saying, Oh, look at their record without Devontae Adams. Okay, let's see it. If they win 10 games this year, I'm gonna be shocked. I'll be shocked. Yeah, I mean, even even without Devontae Adams, I think those receiving cores that they had during those times were better than what they have right now. And I know that, uh, you know, uh, Dubs has looked pretty good in camp, but it's still a rookie, you know what I mean, that you're counting on there. It's Sammy Watkins. We know he's not going to play anywhere close to a full season. They still have Randall Cobb, who only looks like an NFL player now when he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball, and he still does. But, yeah, that that's an interesting game. To me, I continue to be interested in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think they got some talent on their roster. I want to see Trevor Lawrence with a real NFL coach. And then on the other side, they're playing the Steelers. And, you know, they could try to hold down Kenny Pickett as long as they want. But at the end of the day, there's not enough upside with um, with Mitch Trubisky. And there's not enough upside, certainly, with Mason Rudolph for them to keep Kenny Pickett off the field. And I know it wasn't perfect last week, but he did score the game-winning touchdown. And when you got, you've mentioned this, when you got... I'm still calling it Heinz Field in protest. When you got Heinz Field chanting, Kenny, Kenny, and all that out there, while you got Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph ahead of him, it, it's just it's just not going to last long for them to keep him off the field. There, there's just no upside with the guys ahead of him. I, I, there's, I don't see how Mitch Trubisky is that much better than Kenny Pickett right now. I just don't see it. So if Kenny Pickett continues to go out there and have moments, you know, even if it's in the fourth quarter against third string, if he continues to have moments, it just speeds up that clock so much faster because how long until Mitchell Trubisky can't hit the side of a barn with a fire hose and the crowd's chanting Kenny because they remember the preseason moments and the Steelers organization is really in tune with their fan base. And I I just, I want to see Kenny Pickett have some more moments. Because I want sure. that presence. Who wants to watch more Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph? You know, I, well, I'm Mason sorry, Rudolph I don't. Be out as of a football the, fan, yeah, yeah, be out of. Give me a break. Weren't there, weren't there trade rumors swirling about him going somewhere else? It doesn't matter. But like, here's the thing. I Either agree way. because the dream scenario here is Kenny Pickett plus George Pickens equals ten years. Yeah, like that's what you hope. Pick and the they Pickens. have Chase Claypool and Deontay Deontay Johnson. They're children <laughs> compared. Like they're so mm-hmm. young. And if and yeah. Najee Harris, all they have to do for the next four years is draft offensive and defensive linemen, and these guys are going to be set. Like, they're going to rebuild. Um, I will tell you this, though. A counterpoint to what you're saying. I know we're going super long here, but it's fun. I don't care. Um, they start on the road in Cincinnati and then at home against New England. I don't know if you want to put a rookie out for those Probably two not. first games. Probably so, not. So, yep. yes, play him. Absolutely. I'm going to throw Mitchell mm-hmm. Trubisky out there. Mitchell Trubisky gets the Andy Dalton treatment without the playoff, um, without being in the playoffs as much as Andy Dalton was. They didn't win any games. He was a quadruple doink away from beating Philly and winning a game. Like, it could be a lot worse than Mitchell Trubisky. It could be Mason Rudolph. (laughs) It could be Mason Rudolph. So, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, but sure. Throw Kenny Pickett out there and just let the kid eat. Just let him go play. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, locked on NFL Thursday. Thanks for making... Locked on NFL Thursday, your first or locked on NFL, your first listen today. Now make locked on fantasy football your second listen 
Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Alex Clancy, Locked On NFL Thursday. Tyler Rowland, we'll talk to you next Thursday.